Welcome back to another episode of Don't Be So Dramatic. My name is Rachel. If you do not know by now, I say it every episode. So for this week, I have with me Neil Kolhatka. Now, if you don't know who Neil is, I don't know where you've been, but he is a stand-up comedian, actor, and YouTuber slash social media person. Um, Neil and I just recently did a short film together, which was Tent, which is the one I've been talking about, which I've written. Um, So that's very exciting. And I thought, why not get him on the podcast and see where he started out and all of that jazz. And it was very interesting to talk to him about that. We also did an episode of his podcast called The Disorganized Podcast, um, which I will link below where we talk about literally anything that comes to mind. Um, So I hope you enjoy. And without further ado, let's jump in. Hi, Neil. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thank you for being here on my podcast. I mean, thank you for for coming here. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Showing me all of your plants. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, So for people who I'm I'm assuming that people definitely know who you are, um, but for people that don't. It's very flattering. Thank you. I'm sure a lot don't. (laughs) Um, So you are a stand-up comedian, an actor, a YouTuber slash Facebook person, I guess. And houseplant enthusiast. And houseplant enthusiast. That's the the main one. Yes. Yeah, definitely. That's where it all started. Mm -hmm. And all the rest is just to fund the plant obsession. Yeah, literally. (laughs) (laughs) But for reals though. Um, so where, what, what did you start out doing? Um, um, yeah, yeah, so I started out acting way back in primary school. Mm -hmm. I got the lead in my year six musical. Oh, that's so cute. What musical was it? it? Well, it wasn't a full musical, but every class in our primary school had to do a number at this big school concert. Yeah. And ours was this sort of two song bit of dancing in there. (laughs) <laughs> mostly acting this is sort of mini musical yeah and it was based on the you know that song the monster mash yes yeah so it was based on that okay uh, i was working in the lab late one night yeah i put i had a weird transylvanian russian accent i'm not sure what it was as a 12 year old <laughs> as an 11 year old 11 year old yeah okay yeah and it's still on youtube it's called the monster mash oh my god yeah, you can you can look it up it's uh i'm very proud of it <laughs> And I only auditioned because I thought I was being cool. I didn't really even... I thought I was going to impress the boys. Right, okay. Yeah, and like maybe, you know, some of the girls as well. Um, and I loved it. I, I just fell in love with it. I, I love being on stage. I love the energy um, of a live audience. And I, you know, not to, not to sound up myself, but I could see I had some talent. Mm-hmm. And from then on, I just, I just knew that this is what I wanted to do. And from from high school, I was doing a lot of short courses, did a lot of NIDA courses, learned how to edit, started making short films, started making sketches, was doing as much extracurricular drama as possible, theater sports. That was just my life as a oh teenager. So I was just I was just obsessed with it. Got me through my adolescence and teenage years. <laughs> um, and I I found that I, I had a knack for, for comedic acting and character acting. I could pick up accents and... Uh, impressions quite quite well and I could sort of in, impersonate people in a way that 
maybe mimicked their flaws and, and amplified <laughs> certain certain aspects of them that made it quite comedic. Mm-hmm. So I, I went on with that and I tried my hand at stand-up comedy when I was 15. I did a competition called Class Clowns and I, I won that. Um, Is that for like younger sort of stand-ups? Or? Yeah, so uh, stand-up comedians under 18 or, or, or in, in high school. And it's run by the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. So they flew me out to Melbourne. I won this big $1,000 novelty check. Oh, my God. And an actual $1,000. I didn't just win the check. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> I was interviewed on Triple J the next morning. And it was probably the worst interview of my life. Oh, no. Yeah. What yeah. did you do? Well, I was so ner- I mean, I came from an acting background. So my stand-up back then in particular was very rehearsed. and Right. Uh, it was it was stand up. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I, I wasn't. I definitely wasn't an off the cuff sort of funny guy yeah. in interviews. Yeah. And I was quite nervous <laughs> and woke up really early the next morning. For an hour, they hyped it up as, "Oh, we're going to be talking to Australia's funniest teenager." <laughs> it was. It was. Who was it, it was then? It was Tom not... and Alex. Yeah. Oh. And then I got on the line. They're like, "We're Australia's funniest teenager, Neil. Tell us a joke." Oh, no. See, and they set you up for failure It's just there. the worst to do that because my jokes, you don't, <laughs> there's a different context between being on stage telling jokes when there's, yeah. a, there's a setup yeah. and it, there's often a, a minute or two before the payoff, whereas just on the phone, if someone's like, oh, tell us a joke, they basically want a dad joke. Yeah. And I don't, yeah. I don't do dad, no. I don't do one-liners, no. I don't do dad jokes, so I just froze. I was like, oh, it's tell your joke i've already done that in the competition and and it's just super awkward and i don't think that's your fault no i i like to think not and then at one point they said um what what sort of comedy did you i was like uh i I was meant to say like race comedy and i said racism (laughs) i was like uh racism (laughs) and they're like uh so there's some older people in the audience what do they did how do they put up with that and i was like i don't know they can go back to the nursing home i said I was trying to be edgy. It was just like truly the worst oh my God. interview of it, it to this day. Uh, and for like a good five, six years, I just couldn't do interviews because oh I was just traumatized by that experience. Granted, actually, I did one with Nova um, after winning that competition as well. They were really good. It was a guy from Channel V, James, I think his name is. Mm-hmm. But you'd, yeah, you'd recognize him from or, or Disney. One of the, I don't know, he was just a presenter and then... He was like, all right, these are the questions we're going to ask you. And then I was like, oh, cool. I'll just lead into my jokes. And it was so much better. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but yeah, Tom and, and I'm, you know, I, I know Tom from the comedy scene and things like that. I've never mm-hmm. actually spoken to him about that. But oh, my God, you should. That is, you I wonder should. if he remembers that interview because it was truly, yeah. I can't imagine what the poor people listening would have would have thought. Yeah. It was well, probably horrific. that you're not the funniest definitely not yeah that would have been such a disappointment well do you know what's interesting well what i find interesting with um like comedy actors and stand-up comedians is generally like when you're having a conversation with them they're like I i don't know why you expect them to be like super funny and stuff but usually they're quite like reserved and just like yeah not serious but just like yeah, you know, and very smart. I find that, like, people in the comedy scene are very smart because if you, like, um, 
in order to be successful well, i'm about to change that impression yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm just kind of blowing up your ego right now um but uh <laughs> um yeah i don't know like when i listen to podcasts and stuff like i just i listen to um a will ferrell um episode on some podcast recently and like even, like he does ridiculous comedy like mm. in his movies and stuff but yeah as a person he was just very like you know like kind of normal and was just um but very very like um with it in terms of like um uh like knowing what's going on in mm. society and that sort of thing at the time yeah without um, a doubt because i guess you need to know that in order to uh make a comedic comment on it yeah, of course. You need to know so. it better than the average person, for for sure. I would say, and I think there's a there's a difference between being a clown and a comedian. Yeah, definitely. And a lot of people expect comedians to be clowns, mm. and that is to just be funny on command. And yes. there's nothing more patronising than when someone comes up to you and says, "You're doing a joke." And yeah, yeah a, a lot of comedians are very observant, mm. and they need you know they need to retreat from society to really think about the depiction they're about to put out into the world and they're yeah. not necessarily just funny. There's, there's a few types of comedians. I think there's sort of character actors and there's just naturally funny people. Mm. And if you're naturally funny, then you've got an advantage. You can you can just be funny and you don't have to try. Mm. But then there are the people who are the, whether they're the actors or the stand-up comedians who focus more on what they're trying to say versus how they say it yeah and those are the ones who you you will find uh like you said more reserved on average in real life and quite serious quite intelligent usually mm. and I, I like to think i'm one of i'm uh, one of those but <laughs> i think so remains to be seen yeah <laughs> i well i think like when i first met you um yeah i was kind of like i, I I, I, I don't know if I feel bad about this, but I was kind of like, oh, like I was surprised that you were a little bit reserved, but then I was mm. like, no, that totally makes sense. Um, yeah. So you are one of those people. Thank there you. There you go. <laughs> Maybe I'm just reserved and because I'm dumb and I don't know what to say. Yeah. You're just like, <laughs> oh my God, what do I say in this situation? I haven't got any jokes to come up with. Exactly. Um, yeah. She but, said um, she's surprised. What does that mean? Yeah. Come up surprise, with a joke about surprise. being surprised. Something about supper. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Um, so after high school. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I did get a bit sidetracked. No, there no, that that's interview. so fine. Please get sidetracked. Um, uh, where, so you were still doing stand-up and that sort of thing. When yeah. did you kind of decide... Uh, was it before you graduated that you decided to do like the online skits and stuff like that? Or when did that start out? Yeah, I, I started doing YouTube in high school. Mm-hmm. I started making a few short films and there's the, the first short film I ever made is still out there. It's called Shadows. It's mm-hmm. a horror film. It's 10 years old now, 11 years old now. It's I've come a long way. Wow, <laughs> it's so bad, but funny. <laughs> was it meant to be funny or no it was a horror film okay it was meant to be very serious sure. and, and scary um and i think that was shortlisted for junior trop fest okay yeah so not a finalist but, but short, top 40 of uh under 18 filmmakers in australia in 2009 that's great it's a good accolade to have yeah that's <laughs> on the cv exactly always. exactly and i i made sketches in in high school and I'd try to make one once a month or something like that. It was mm-hmm. something I really loved doing. I loved it so much. 
obviously a, a lot more was going on with my studies and I took school as seriously as possible so I was studying quite a lot in year 11 and 12 oh really yeah and I look back now and I think none of that mattered but I think it was good to uh develop that work ethic don't get me wrong yeah and then after high school I took a gap year and I I I thought this is my real chance to give it 100% and pursue it as uh as intensely as possible and I started I I, I turned 18 so I could do a lot of the open mics Mm -hmm. um I was able to go to bars and I finally had my license. So it made things a lot easier. And I was doing quite well in the comedy scene. I was starting to get paid gigs by the end of the gap year. Mm -hmm. And I was making more videos. I was doing a lot more uh, character acting. I had a few characters, one called the Cog Dog. (laughs) I want to bring him back. I just wish he wasn't so niche. Uh, He's a... (laughs) want to be gangster from Kogra. Okay. And he's Indian and but he's just completely unaware of himself. So he's like, "Yeah, man." And he, he talks about Kogra being basically like Compton and it's right, it's, it's okay. maybe middle at worst lower middle class. Oh, okay. He's like, "Man, it's such a ghetto man like you walk <laughs> around the street, you might get stabbed. You never know, man. That's Kogra, bro." Oh my god. Kog life. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's just shots of families <laughs> walking by. <clears throat> so I actually did a full show at the Sydney Fringe back in 2012 as the Cog Dog. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And my, the whole audience were just high school friends. <laughs> but and you were was, still there. I was there, yeah. I, yeah. I flyered uh, through the uni. So I flyered at Sydney Uni and UTS okay. in a wetsuit because that's okay. what the Cog Dog wears. I just had no – I, I got, was really committed. I just thought I just want to – be a professional character actor slash comedian and okay. i look back now and i think well i wouldn't do that now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but it was just a real i yeah i was very hungry and very ambitious to to you know to do what i wanted to do yeah and i'm always glad i didn't go to uni that year and actually didn't pursue something first and then fall back or not fall back on that but pursue acting and, and comedy as a hobby first because Doing it, um, ma- making it my main interest at that age was, well, it, it was very motivating because mm. I thought, well, this is it. I have to, I have to make something out of this because it's all I've got. And I did eventually go to uni, but I did it part time, and stand up was going well. I was starting to get a few more followers online, but I hadn't blown up yet. And then I started doing those really high intensity. Uh, character impressions with just mm-hmm. really quick jump cuts yeah and very caustic very aggressive in your face very a lot of yelling yeah a lot of yelling <laughs> because in this day and age of cluttered news feeds you yeah. need to grab people's attention oh 100 percent. and i just went <laughs> went for it <laughs> and i was sort of taking the piss out of that format in a way as well because i was like well, yeah, this is how you do an impression video <laughs> <laughs> people can't see that's how i am i'm just very uh sarcastic yeah and they went well they they blew up and then i had an online audience and i kept going with that i uh, was posting every week and i had an audience for my stand-up mm-hmm. and i'd already been honing my stand-up for quite a while and was decent at it so i was offering a, a pretty good show live and from age 19 i was lucky enough to be doing it full time 
Wow. So it was all, uh, it all happened quite quickly for me. Yeah. It wasn't a long period of struggling with a lot of artists or anything like that. And I'm very grateful for that. Um, well, I mean, well, because you started out doing stand-up at like 15, right? Yeah. So technically there was a struggle I, period. Yeah, yeah. But it, and it's really interesting that you kind of like when you were a teenager realized that you needed to like put in the work. Whereas when I was a teenager and I was like, I want to be an actor. Mm. I never even thought, oh, so I've got to start doing things. I was kind of like, I'll do like a holiday class. And then mm. once I graduate, I'll study acting, blah, 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 kind of thing. Um, but yeah, so like, yeah, it's interesting that at a young age, you were kind of like, I've got to make these skits. You know, I've kind of got to do it myself and mm. put it out there kind of thing. So I guess you did have a struggle period. It was just, it happened early on. Yeah. I think a lot of that was also... Uh, a result of my experiences or well, my very limited experiences into the traditional acting mm. landscape and back then there were just no roles for someone of my look mm-hmm. um i know that's such a typical thing to say for a lot of people who aren't white in the yeah. in the industry but it's true it is it is true back then in particular there were a few very minor ones starting to pop up but they were all very tokenistic. Mm-hmm. Even now, a lot of them are quite tokenistic and there was nothing else I could do. I just had to do it myself. Yeah. Sure. So I, I just thought if I want to make it and if I want to make a career out of this, I have to do something that I am have control over. So that's why I gravitated towards stand-up and YouTube because as uh, as different as they may be, I had full creative control. Mm. And that was something I just really desired. Mm-hmm. So I was hoping to use those as a springboard into the uh, traditional media landscape. But now I don't. You don't even need to do that because I'm just making a career out of those anyway. And yeah, I think that's the future. So things have changed a lot. Things <laughs> have changed a lot. You kind of jumped on the bandwagon quite like when all of the social media and YouTube were mm. kind of starting to get big. And yeah, people were like, oh, okay, like this. Mm could potentially make careers out of people. So like, I guess you're really lucky in that sense. Cause now I, I don't, well, I think that the industry, it's great that we are going down that way because it's so accessible for mm. literally anyone to, you know, make stuff and make something of themselves and have Absolutely. creative control, but it's getting like oversaturated as well. Mm. Um, which is just an interesting thing to kind of watch and be like, oh, okay. So I don't like, I think that we're going to go down that route of like, Mm. yes, like online content and whatever. And I think more streaming services are going to come out and be really big. Um, But I mean, it could like completely fall apart if that's what everyone is trying to do as well. That's a good point. I think there are positives and negatives to uh, the traditional world of media and acting and Mm. the new world of media and acting uh so with both in an ideal world you'd want it to be entirely based on talent (laughs) it's never like that though so traditionally a lot of it was based on looks and who you knew and Mm -hmm. whether or not you could network properly and there's a lot of nepotism (laughs) it still definitely is at least now with the internet that has really been uh degraded yeah that's true you don't need to know the the casting director you don't need to know the director you can just put out content and make a name for yourself however like you said it's 
incredibly saturated to the point where you can't you can't honestly say the best content by any objective measure automatically is the most viral it's often yeah, things that are just grabbing people's attention for whatever reason. Yeah. Sometimes they're so bad that they go viral. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> Rebecca Black back yeah. in the day. That yeah. was a perfect example of that. Yeah. And she actually made a career out of that. Yeah. And other times, like with my content, I like to think that, well, there was a lot of talent in there, but I also had to add those elements of shock value. Definitely. And that's what allowed it to go viral. Yeah. So, yeah, there are, there are, uh, hurdles to overcome in in both uh worlds if you will i do think it's better now than what it was yeah. for me personally obviously yeah. because i've actually managed to cut through so i'm, I'm gonna say that <laughs> but i do think there are that the positives outweigh the negatives in this current landscape yeah i definitely think so as well um and it'll be interesting to kind of watch it all and see where it goes absolutely um what was I going to ask? You hear a lot of young actresses in particular trying to build an Instagram following. Yes. And it's, it's, it is sad in a way because it shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter how many followers mm-hmm. you have on Instagram, how many bikini photos you can post. Yeah, yeah. But the sad truth is that that is an audience that you have. And if you can show a bigger production company or a casting director, yeah. look, I'm bringing all these fans to the project they're going to be more inclined to to want to cast you. Mm, yeah. And if you have both, that's that's the ideal. So if you have the social media following and the talent to back it up, you're in a pretty good position. <laughs> not to not to brag. No. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm just saying that more for you know to to give other people advice. Yeah. Uh, but without a doubt, there are a lot of people out there who have social media followings that just have no conceivable talent whatsoever. Mm. Yeah. So you just got to sift through and find the people that have both. Yeah, definitely. Well, I've, um, like, not naming names, but I've worked with, um, like, another social media person on an ad, um, like, three years ago now. Mm. And that person has a really big following, but their content is all um, pranks and... Um, that sort of thing and, like, vlogs and stuff oh, like that. I know who it is. <laughs> I'll tell you later. Aussie? Yeah. And yeah, when it came and the ad required like that person was playing themselves in the ad, but there was acting in it as well. Mm. And they were just really not getting it. Mm. So I think um, there there are people that have massive social media followings that were actors like you, like mm. that went, okay, so if I do like stand up or if I do skits um, online, then I can go into the acting industry. So when they do like get acting roles, people are like, oh, I didn't know they were an actor, but they mm. can hold their own. But then there are some people who like do vlogs and do that sort of content. Yeah, without who aren't, a doubt. Yeah, who aren't performers who don't have the training. Um, and then they do get those roles and you go, oh, like Sam Frost on Home and Away is a very good example of mm. this. Like she was on The Bachelor, then she was The Bachelor. She's on Home and Away now. <laughs> She's on Home and Away now. Wow. So that's really interesting. And you go like... And we can sit around all day and be like, that's unfair. You know, mm. they they don't have the training. They didn't want to be an actor in the first place. I could have played that role, but that's kind of wasting time. Like if like, yeah, it sucks, but go and do something about it. You yeah, know, that's, kind a, of thing. that's a great so, attitude to have. Yeah. Yeah, you do. I feel bad for a lot of uh, actors our age in particular mm. that 
went the the and a lot of them I did drama school with in when I was a teenager and they were extremely talented. Yeah. Um I think I'm definitely I wouldn't say I'm the best dramatic actor out there. I think comedic acting is my strength and these people were just fantastic dramatic actors. Mm. And they're either giving it up or they're still struggling because yeah. they went the the route of doing a 3 to 4 year acting degree and you know very starry-eyed, wide-eyed going out into the acting world and then nothing happening for them yeah and it sucks because they are very talented but you do you do have to put yourself out there in this day and age after really there's, there's a lot of talented people out there you gotta you gotta stand out ab- above them somehow and say whatever you want about sam frost she she did go on the bachelor and people know her now and that's gonna you know perk up the it per, attract the interest of casting directors and producers because mm-hmm. this person has an established exactly. following. Yeah. And it's the same uh it's the same thing when sports stars get gigs on radio and yes. uh <laughs> on panel shows and things like that. Yeah. It's just because if you've got a following, if you if you're a celebrity, you can just make money off being a celebrity. Yeah. That's Definitely. the that's the world with and that it's been exacerbated by social media, but that always was the case. Mm. But with more reality TV and um, less scripted content, particularly on commercial TV in Australia, it's just becoming more and more apparent. Oh, yeah, definitely. But I think if they're, re- if they're really not that good, yes, they may like they may get a few gigs here and there, but I think eventually people would turn around and be like, eh, mm. like, yeah. And then, like, the work will probably dry up for them. And then they'll just go and do mm. another reality show, which is fine. It's just, like, it's just the way it is. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, a lot of a lot of actors um, talk about that sort of stuff and just how unfair it is and whatnot. And, yeah, it is unfair. But it's the industry you want to be in. Mm. So you can either hate it and be like, oh, I don't know what to do. Or you can just go, okay, that's that. And mm. work out how you're going to do it yeah. kind of thing. So, yeah. And I assume a lot of people ask you about like, oh, you know, I want to I want to start up a YouTube channel. How, like, what's the best way, you mm. know, I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. How am I going to get followers sort of thing? And you're like, just like... <laughs> Just start making things. Just do know? it. Just don't do it. don't overthink it. That's yeah. the best advice I can give. Just do it. Just yeah. Nike. <laughs> this, is, this is a paid promotion for Nike. <laughs> just do it, man. Uh, <laughs> no, but too many people come up to me and they say, "I've got this great idea, and I'm going to yeah. buy all this equipment." But I've got this great editor who's going to. I'm going to post it like this, and then no, 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 I haven't posted it yet. I'm going to post it next year, but really plan out the marketing. I'm still editing the script. Yeah, yeah. just when it comes to online content, pump it out. It's about the frequency of the content, building an audience, and just getting it out there as much as possible. I think so. And then once you get the audience, then you can focus more on the, uh, if you could call it more professional content or Mm. high-quality content. Yeah. But... The audience comes first and comedy is really good for building an audience online, to be mm-hmm. honest. Uh, it, it seems to be either you just got to be really hot and you can build an <laughs> Instagram for which, you know, obviously I could have That's, done that. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I know that you have all of the bikini pics that you want to post, but you're like, oh, yeah. it's not my brand anymore. No, I'm just waiting um, for the right <laughs> opportunity to get them out there. 
Guys, I'm changing my brand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been hiding who I truly am. Yeah, I've actually just been to Bali for the last yeah. two, three weeks. I'm a really hot Instagram model. Exactly. <laughs> you know, the crazy thing is when you meet the Instagram models in real life, they're, they're attractive, but they're never that. They're never like, oh, my God, yeah. blow me away kind of hot. Yeah, definitely. They put on a lot of, uh, well, they <laughs> it's good editing <laughs> that oh, they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, All of the lighting. And they do work. Like a lot of people complain about uh, social media stars in the world we live in and things like that, but they work very hard. Yeah. A lot of them do work extremely hard, and it's not easy to – maintain a social media following it's it's a full-time job yeah it's it's hard work and as you know you you have to be a jack of all trades so you can't just mm. be an actor yeah. you've got to be an actor a producer a director an editor a, a marketer you gotta market yourself mm. and that's something that a lot of actors as well they don't, they don't know how to do they don't know how to edit they can't yeah. use a camera yeah so if you're if you're you know one of those actors we're talking about go do a camera course go yeah. do a, an editing course yeah, I mean, like, and we were saying before, like, we film on our iPhones. Yeah. You know, like, you don't have to have all of the equipment to get no, started. You don't, not you at just, all. Like, just like, until recently, I didn't have a tripod. And so, what I was doing was, like, if I had to do a self tape or something, I would, like, get the table, stack books up on top I of still it. I do that. Like, Because <laughs> I have this little iPhone tripod yeah, yeah, yeah. that uh, isn't, doesn't go long enough. Uh, <laughs> like I don't have a proper tripod for the iPhone. Uh, that is okay. big. Where do you get, do you, do you have one of them? Yeah, I got it off eBay. Oh, so okay. I got, well, well go. what I did was I got I a, a tripod and then this little clip that holds your iPhone, oh. which can screw onto the tripod. Yeah, so now I'm see, like, I don't I'm even, I still up. do that. <laughs> I literally, that coffee table there, so this is audio, but there's a yeah. coffee table I'm pointing to. Yeah. I put the tripod on that and sometimes I'll have to sack a few books on. Oh my God. It's it's behind the, what, behind the... Behind the magic. Oh, behind the curtain, that's, yeah. the, that's the saying that I was trying Yeah, to. and I've got, I've got a big social media following. It's not about the production value, but no. with certain videos it is, I will say. So if I'm posting stand-up or if I'm posting one of my short films... Without a doubt, you need good production value. Yeah. But if you're just posting Facebook videos that you want people to tag their friends in and gain traction online, if mm-hmm. anything, people switch off when the production value is too high and it seems too slick and too formulaic because then it just yeah. seems like an ad. Whereas there's something very organic and raw and entertaining and just hilarious about... Well, for me, it was a a teenager in his bedroom on his webcam yelling. (laughs) That's the sort of thing that's going to go viral. Yeah. Because before that, I used to just post monologues as different characters. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. There's all these videos. If people look through my old videos, there's some really interesting stuff. That's why I always tell people, look, if if you look at YouTubers and you want to work out what goes well on the internet, go to a big YouTuber's videos and go... uh, Go to their videos to the... and go from oldest to, to newest and, yeah. and see at which point the video started to get a lot of traction. Yeah. So then you can see that's what worked. Yeah, and I think doing that as well, it almost like encourages you to be like, it's okay to put out shit content at first. Yeah. Like it's okay to have, like you, you still have your um, film out there from like 11 years ago where you're like, it's real shit, but it's still out there. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's, it's okay. just funny. That's why yeah. it's, it's comedy now. <laughs> exactly. It's so on brand. Mm. Um, it's, it's, okay. good, it's good to show a journey. It's yeah. Fact, yeah. It's better yeah. than okay. I think it's good. Yeah. 
so people turn around and they're like oh okay thank god like it's if I do fail, it doesn't matter. I just make another one and another one kind of thing. Mm. I think, um, yeah, a lot of a lot of people are scared to be like, if I put a shit video out there, then I'm just never going to become an actor. It's mm. like, it really doesn't matter at the Not end of the day. Not at all. You're overthinking. Yeah. yeah, they're definitely overthinking it. Yeah. So it's a very interesting world. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 100%. Yeah. You can still go. Some people are still very lucky and... And talented, and they get cast in a big Netflix show. Or yeah, I, I know Australian actors who uh, do auditions in America, and then they get cast in Hollywood films, and they're basically getting making millions. Just yeah, you can make millions as like a D-list Hollywood actor. Basically, yeah. <laughs> it's insane. If you want to be in Sharknado Four, definitely. Yeah, if you've got a minor speaking role in even a B-grade film, you get. Thousands yeah. and thousands of dollars. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Uh, but ironically enough, those people might be making a lot of money, but no one actually knows them. People yeah. in the industry would know them, but they're not. They're definitely not household names. The average person wouldn't know them. The average person, particularly our age, knows internet creators yeah. more than anything. Yeah, definitely. It's yeah. It's interesting with that stuff as well. If it like. Obviously, some people are kind of in it to be those like household names and to be like, mm. I'm famous and I'm rich and stuff like that. Um, but I guess you can make a living from being an actor and being in all these things, yeah. um, but not being known. And it's like, well, is this what you want to do? Because that's what you're doing. It's just that no one really knows who you are kind of thing. So, yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah. I, wonder, I wonder if people would be completely satisfied. And I wonder if I would be completely satisfied if I was in so much stuff, mm. like a ridiculous amount of stuff and was paying the bills and stuff like that, but just like no one kind of realised who you were. Mm. I don't know. I'd like to think that I'd be okay with it, but, you know, like as actors, we kind of have a little bit of an ego, so... And it's not a... Yeah, part of it is ego, but it, there's there's fame for the sake of being famous, and then there's people uh, people crediting you for your art and people knowing you for what you put out there, and that's something that's not a superficial thing to want. I don't think. Mm. Um, I think I want my art to get out there, and I want people, I want it to make an impact on people, and as a result, for them to to know me. Mm. But I don't want fame just for the sake of being famous because oh, it would be cool to be famous. Yeah. Uh, so there's, I think there's a there's a difference there. And yeah. if you could be, you can be one of those prolific actors that are in a lot of things. But those sorts of ones, it depends. Some of them are actually well known among uh, artistic circles. That's true. And there, I have a lot of respect for those sorts of people. Um, so at the moment where like, uh, for the future, what, what kind of is your goal? Like, what are you thinking of doing? Um, where, where are you aiming for? Right now, um, just getting in a routine, pumping out as much content as I can. The last two years I've been a bit slack. Well, no, I haven't been, I've been working on stand up and, and film, so I haven't been as regular with the, uh, you know, basic, impressions videos and and sketches so i'm gonna try to get back into weekly videos Mm -hmm. keep building up the socials stay stay relevant (laughs) (laughs) and i'm actually just enjoying it again which is because for a while there i was doing uh, a lot of those 
videos I was known for and I wasn't enjoying it. I felt like it was becoming a chore and everyone just wanted a certain product from me. And yeah. if I uh, went off course, people would just get upset and it wouldn't gain any traction. So I was just, I felt like I was a bit trapped. Mm. But now that I've done a lot of the other content I've wanted to do and people know me for that as well, uh, I just, I feel happy doing the just fun videos again mm, so it's yeah, really yeah. It's, it's i love it it's great um so there'll be a lot more of that working on stand-up as usual um i'd love to have a special on netflix or one of the big streaming services mm-hmm. in the next five to ten years that would be a, a sort of goal for me mm-hmm. and the, the the ultimate goal would be to have a um or be part of a big netflix or again streaming streaming service whether it's a drama or a comedy, I love the epics like House of Cards and mm-hmm. those sorts of ones. To be able to create something like that, um, or be a part of, uh, I probably wouldn't be able to create it myself, but I think you be would. a part of. Maybe, maybe one day we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, but be a part of something like that, something really big and, and substantial that you know ticks all the boxes, is entertaining, is engaging, but also is poignant and says something and has substance to it. I love black comedy and black comedy is not i mean i do love african-american comedy as well i love chris rock but black comedy is dark comedy satire that sort of thing i just um, love and i'd love to do something like that yeah well that's kind of um that style is very common in the industry right now like there's it is yeah black mirror kind of style yeah, and also like the Ricky Gervais show Afterlife on Netflix. That's like that's a comedy, but it's all about him grieving because his wife's just died. Mm. There's um, a show that I just watched yesterday on ABC called Fleabag, which is this UK comedy, um, which is about this girl dealing with her best friend committing suicide. But it's a comedy. Right. Like it's very common at the moment to be taking on really heavy life things but Mm. in a comedic way which i think is good because it's honestly like it's a really easy way to absorb something with a message rather than just having it as like a a drama and be like oh yeah this is sad now i'm Mm. sad but to be able to laugh at those situations absolutely you don't want to spell it out to the audience yeah you don't want to treat the audience like they're dumb no definitely not um there's i can't remember who said it I think it was Darren Gilshanen recently said that um, drama is like what we, um, what we, who we want to be. Like um, the characters in a drama are who we aspire to be. Like they're very pretty, mm. and even when things go wrong, you know, it's kind. Of, they're still kind of like very, it's yeah. very aspirational. Yeah, but comedy is who we actually are. Very flawed. Yeah, and like. That's, that's and, true. Yeah, and I think that's why it is, it is good to have these, like, you know, suicide and death and all that being discussed mm. in a comedic sense. Because if you can't laugh at it eventually, then what's the point? Yeah, laughing about things you're sensitive about is very empowering, I think, mm. because it shows that you've uh, taken steps towards, one, accepting it and being able to still, and, you know... It, being able to enjoy yourself and enjoy life whilst dealing with these tragic circumstances. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
I think we should really, really quick talk about tent. <laughs> I was going to try and segue. How have we not brought it up yet? I don't know. I was going to try and segue into it, but then I was like, I don't know how this fits in with what we're talking about. So the reason why we met is because we've just done a short film called Tent, mm-hmm. um, which was a short that I wrote. Um, basically, <laughs> the quick synopsis of it is a couple goes camping yeah. on their second date and they get stuck in the tent. Um and it was a very interesting... We can, like, put spoilers in this because it's not going to oh, come okay, out sure. for a while. So <laughs> all of the spoilers. It was a very interesting way to meet someone because it required a lot of... Well, there was a lot of uh, toilet like... humour and, and softcore porn, basically. <laughs> softcore so, porn. <laughs> what better circumstances to meet I know, someone? I know, I know. I think, like, you very quickly get to know someone when they have to vomit on you. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Which yep. You, you see like... them, you, you see the truth behind someone oh, 100%. when they've vomited on you. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think my favorite, one of my favorite moments from the film was in between when we were filming and we were sitting in my car, <laughs> completely covered in vomit, just like looking so shit and we were having some really deep conversation about like i can't remember what we were about talking christianity about. yeah we? christianity wow. and like atheism and yeah. we're sitting there like oh it was so funny and i think that 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 kind of reminded me of like oh yeah people in comedy they're very kind of serious and like to discuss Absolutely. things about life mm. it was just like it's such a funny moment to look back on and be like oh my god i forgot about that yeah. but that was a very that was an interesting point in yeah. filming because it was right near the end. It was, yeah. And we were just... Gotten we, it all out of our system, quite yeah. literally. Yeah. And we, yeah, our walls were down and we were just discussing the deep, meaningful issues of life. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, yeah. Both, yeah. No, um, I love Tent. Thank you so much for, for casting me in that because it was so great and just fun to, to be just an actor again yeah and i absolutely loved it because i'm i make my own films and i'm i'm an actor i'm a writer i'm also the main producer and it's going on my channel so i'm stressing about all Mm -hmm. that yeah um even working on i did a tv show last year but that was i was doing it just to get my foot in the door in the in the industry a little bit Mm -hmm. but that tent was just it was just fun it was the cast and crew were just all you know, young, enthusiastic, nice people. It wasn't a stressful shoot for, yeah, for me, thankfully. for us anyway. Well, I mean, yeah, it was, it it was physically stressful. taxing it, oh my being God. in the singlet and boxes and having vomit <laughs> yeah. all over us. But it was just so much fun. And it just, it got back to why I wanted to act, which is that I just really enjoy it. Yeah. And if it's a character and a situation that is hilarious there's nothing more fun than doing that yeah and i had a great time oh good i'm glad thank you i think that yeah i share that kind of same um outlook like uh with comedies i really like writing comedies that are just situationally funny yeah and a lot of comedy that i write is escalation comedy as well which was definitely (laughs) what tent was I don't think you could escalate any higher than that. No, no. So, yeah. I, and there's a, we almost get murdered as well. We almost get... Oh, my God. We truly escalated that Yeah. One, yeah. Sometimes I write things and I look back on it and I'm kind of like, 
maybe I should see someone about and talk about the things that are going on in my head. But that is the therapy right there. It is, yeah. Putting it down onto paper. It definitely is. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I I just feel like comedy, it should should be silly. Like, and you should look really dumb doing it. Yeah. But that's kind of what it is, you know. Absolutely. I don't, I think... Um, and that's, I think, why I don't really like a lot of American film comedy is because a lot of it kind of, in Hollywood, it does try and make the actors look good still um, whilst right, like right. being in those dumb situations kind of thing. Like, I don't know, I'm trying to think of like films that like Kevin Hart does and stuff like that. Like, don't <laughs> get me wrong, Kevin Hart is like an amazing person. He's done really well for himself. Mm. But like... You know, in like the Jumanji film or something like that, which technically isn't a comedy, but there's mm. a lot of comedic moments. They still don't look that dumb, you know, <laughs> I feel, you know, I'm like, it's damn it, Kevin, you don't look dumb enough. Yeah. Stop looking so good. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's a backhanded compliment. If yeah. ever I've, uh, I've heard one. Yeah. I just look too good to be funny, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true it, with stand up as well. It's, it's, I find it's, the one, the one profession where being very good looking can potentially be a disadvantage. Yeah, I think so. Because we're a lot less likely to laugh at someone who is who we feel is genetically superior yeah. to us. Unless we want they to put make it that way. an absolute fool of themselves. Yeah. Which then you go, oh, they're just like us. Yeah. And then it's funny. Yeah. So that's a very interesting thing as well. So thank mm. God we looked like shit for the entire short film. Yeah. Now so. I'm questioning whether it was a good thing to be cast. Yeah. Is, <laughs> no. Were you thinking, yeah, he looks dumb. No. He'd, he'd look dumb <laughs> in this film. Let's get him. Not at all. I mean, Kevin was... was interested, but he just, he just looks too good. Kevin's too good looking. <laughs> You know, who's a worse good-looking Kevin? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm totally I'll kidding. I'll take it. Yeah. Okay, well, we can wrap this up because okay. um, we've been going for a while. Um, sure. Please plug all your socials. I'm sure people are following you already, but... They might not be. They might not be. Might, might be the one in uh, a million people who... No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just my name. So it's just Neil Kolhatka, N-E-E-L, last name Kolhatka, K-O-L-H-A-T-K-A-R. K-O-L-H-A-T-K-A-R on, uh, on Instagram, it's all one word. Twitter, it's all one word. And YouTube, Facebook, it's just just my name. Just your name. Just my name, yeah. No nickname, no no zany <laughs> YouTube <Kevin>. title. <laughs> or, no, nothing like that. <laughs> nope. Just, uh, well, that was part of why, you know, if I was going to be an actor, I just thought, well, just put my name. I'm not going to do some weird branding, (laughs) which most people do. (laughs) Um, I don't even know what a good nickname would be for you. Yeah. Uh, Who knows? Who knows? My second channel is Neil TV, but that's just because I needed a different name. your name still. Yeah, true. Your name is Neil. Um, last name's so. not TV, but no, that'd be a, that'd be a cool last name to have. That would be a cool last name, Mr. To have. TV. Mi- oh, yeah. Oh, Mr. TV. Mm-hmm. That's authoritative. It is. I can see. I can see the cogs turning in your head. So if that turns into a skit, yeah, I feel like I need part of the copyright on it. No, I think I came up with it myself. <laughs> I. We can go. I'll take Ooh, you to court. We'll, we'll do the replay. <laughs> if the skip makes a hundred dollars on YouTube, you know, I'll take. I'll take you to court. Okay. I want that hundred dollars. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here, and we shall talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thanks for having me.